Welcome to Speak the Secret, a podcast where we will highlight real stories of people sharing their secrets to success and cover all those taboo topics. If you are seeking community, connection, and collaboration, you've found the right place. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Sanchez. Let's speak our secret and live our truth. Note, this is not a substitution for therapy or professional training. Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Speak the Secret podcast. This is now episode 12. So to get started, I want to start with a quote. And the quote today is by Dr. Steve Maraboli. And the quote says, there is nothing more rare nor more beautiful than a woman being unapologetically herself, comfortable in her perfect imperfection. To me, that is the true essence of beauty. And that quote is so true, and it's going to relate to what we talk about today. Today, I have our guest, Lakitha Prelo, who's a master esthetician and instructor from Gainesville, Virginia. I want to start off just by reading you her bio, and then we'll hear a little bit from her personally. So Al began her career in aesthetics as a spa business owner in 2013 before finding her passion for all things skincare. After over 24 years of active duty service, she retired from the United States Army. She earned a bachelor's in political science and general studies, as well as a master's in information technology and business administration. As an instructor, she teaches creative and critical thinking, and she is enthusiastic about education and training the future leaders of the skincare industry on how to think, not what to think. She believes an esthetician's ability to critically think through skincare problems is the key to unlocking the mysteries of their skin and helping clients achieve their skincare goals. So Al's endeavors to bring relevant industry application and realism to the classroom environment. In addition to teaching standard and advanced aesthetics, she also instructs on threading, Brazilian and Brazilian, and dermaplaning, as well as teaches an entrepreneurship workshop. As a licensed master esthetician, she believes everyone can achieve their skincare goals with education, commitment, and consistency. She provides customized and individualized treatments for all her clients, and she specializes in adolescence and teenage skincare. And she included a quote, which is, great skincare should be a lifestyle, not a luxury. And so we kind of talk about that a little bit today in the podcast episode. We discuss self-care and how important that is and how people tend to see... Um, going to an esthetician as a luxury. I think I even mentioned that it was, um, you know, what initially came out of my mouth because I used to see it as that when I first started seeing one. Um, and we discussed some mental health concerns and how important taking care of yourself and your skin can be for improving your mental health, as well as just having that relationship with somebody that you can talk to and you feel comfortable and safe with, and that's teaching you how to take care of yourself and your skin. And so I encourage you to give it a listen. Um, if you're not into facials and estheticians and stuff, you may think that this episode has nothing for you, but I encourage you to tune in still because we do talk about other things just about, you know, um, mental health and the importance of what we tell ourselves. Um, she gives tips and advice on somebody that wants to go into the field or just starting your own business and being an entrepreneur. And so, the focus of the podcast, I'm having different people on, right, from different fields, different backgrounds to share their stories, speak their secret. I just want real people, real stories on here. So please continue to send people my way, send guests my way. I've recorded with a few, but I'm running out of people. I'm really looking for male guests. So if any of you know any great males with a great story or interesting story, um, anybody doing awesome things in their community or starting their own businesses, that is who I want on here. So 
everybody has a voice. Everyone is welcome on this platform. If you're willing to be open and honest and truly be you and that's who I want on Speak the Secret. So feel free to send people my way. You can email me at info at speakthesecret.co or Dr. Elise Sanchez at gmail.com or find me on any of my social media platforms. Send me a DM and let me know what you want to see, who you want to see, refer, recommend people to me. I'm always open and willing to hear what you want to hear. So let's hear from our guest, Lakitha. Hi, Lakitha. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the Speak the Secret podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Good to see you, Elise. Thank, thank you for having you. me. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to come on. So I'm excited for you to share with our listeners. Please go ahead and just start by telling us a little bit about who Lakitha is. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Lakitha Prelo. I am a licensed master aesthetics instructor here in Gainesville, Virginia, which is close to the District of Columbia. Um, I was originally born in Mississippi. My dad was in the Air Force, so I had an opportunity to travel a lot. So normally when people ask me, well, where are you from? I say, well, is that where I was born? Where did I spend the longest? Where did I graduate high school? Um, so I was definitely blessed to be able to do that. I am an only child. And uh, having friends that had siblings, I appreciate that sometimes. Um, I went to school for political science and general studies at Louisiana State University in Shreveport. It's in Shreveport, Louisiana. And then I also have a master's in information technology from North Carolina, North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University and an MBA. So that's just a little bit about me. Um, I'm married, I've been married 18 years. I have two children. One is going to be 26 this year. And then my little diva, she's 15. So, and my mother lives with us also. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention our dog Trigger because I'm sure he's watching. Um, <laughs> but yes, that's just a little bit about where I am and you know uh, what I'm doing now. And uh, this chapter is the new beginning for me as I um, transition from 24 years of active duty service. So I'm excited. So yes, thank you for having me. To go from the military to skincare. So tell us a little bit about that process for you. What led you to this profession and this field and you finding your passion for self-care and helping people take care of their skin? Sure. Um, it's interesting how things come 360. Um, initially, my husband retired in 2015, and uh, he wanted to open a spa. And I was like, hmm, okay. And I'm one of those types where I feel like I need to learn and know everything about the um, trade before I really start doing it. So in support of him, I went to school for a waxing license, and I had some amazing instructors at the Aesthetic Institute in Virginia. And then I realized, well, you know, for Christmas, I could have my aesthetics license. So I did my basic aesthetics course with them as well. And that was my Christmas gift to myself. Um, so as I started going through aesthetics, uh, the funny thing is like, I've never exfoliated until I was 40. Um, I'll let you guess my age. But um, <laughs> I really was intrigued um, about the skin and the mysteries of the skin. And we learned in such a way that the skin mysteries can be unlocked, right? So if someone has acne, you can unlock the source of that acne and help 
cure that or heal that for them. Um, if somebody has hyperpigmentation, you could really figure out, well, why do they have hyperpigmentation and help them? So I really, um, my whole mantra initially was like skin confidence, really helping people to um, live and love the skin that they're in, you know, embrace your wrinkles, embrace your moles or whatever it is. Um, so after basic, I went through the master's program because that's where I was able to do some of the advanced, they call them modalities or services. Mm -hmm. um, so I got to work with a lot of different types of equipment, a lot of different um, skincare lines and also um, products. So that's where you get like your chemical peels. That's where you get your advanced facial masking. And um, it was really social for me at first. And um because a lot of people at work were just like, hey, what should I do for my face? Hey, uh, you know, I have I have this right here. What is this, you know? Um, so I really kind of grew into enjoying helping people and really helping them understand, no, your skin is not dry. It lacks water, right? Mm -hmm. So really helping them understand and um, just really improving, I guess, their relationship with their skin. Because sometimes, you know, our skin is what it is and sometimes it's not gonna change and sometimes it can. Um, but just like anything, there's a commitment to it, right? Yeah. So for those that have fear of commitment, you know, they don't necessarily want to uh, do a routine, a routine um, and, or, you know, in the morning and the evening, or they don't necessarily want to um, come to their esthetician regularly. It kind of helps build that trust mm -hmm. that you need to have in a relationship in you know, it really revealed to me, you have a relationship with your skin. It's going to reveal to you several years from now how you treated it, mm -hmm. so. Wow, I love that. Yeah, the being the skin that you're in and how you supported your husband's dream. It started off as his idea and then now you kind of took over and you're the mastermind behind the whole operation. So I love that. And you specialize with, it's adolescence, yes? Yes, so um, majority of my most rewarding uh, time is with middle schoolers, adolescents, young um, teenagers, because they're coming at that age where everything looks weird to them. Every They're self-conscious about everything. Um, and especially ones that tend to have a lot of acne or a lot of hyperpigmentation or skincare issues. Um, so I've been really able to encourage them to one, be committed to their skin, because it's going to take their commitment and discipline for it to change and I think if you can do that at an early age then hopefully they won't you know steer from it as they get older so um you know I have a lot of young men and you know I say well how was your routine or how was your treatment they'd be like it was fine and I'm like oh yeah that means it was absolutely amazing I wish I could take you home with me you're the bomb Miss Fraylo right um so I do um pride myself in being able to interpret for teenagers because sometimes their words that come out is not really what they meant right um so i do really enjoy that and when they see i had a young man this morning and the pictures from when we started a year ago to now it's like night and day mm -hmm. and um his dad was like yeah the ladies are starting to say your skin looks good and you just he smiled Right, and that just really warms my heart, you know, because I know how self-conscious he was when he came, mm -hmm. he was discouraged, he didn't really wanna do anything with his skin. And um, sometimes we don't fully understand the impact of the things that we go through with our bodies and appearance and things like that, because it really can toll on you mentally. So um, I'm glad that he was able to come up out of that, right? 
because some people get really depressed about their skin. Oh, definitely. And I can see how it's amazing that you chose that age range as your specialty, because especially for the males, like women, at least we have makeup, right? And we can cover things up or, you know, hide behind if we don't have good skin. But for a male, they don't have anything. And yeah, especially at that age, all the hormones and all the changes and everything going on it, your skin changes and um, I can see how that really impacts your self-esteem and your, you know, self-conscious, you can become self-conscious because your appearance and you, your skin, your face is the first thing people see when they look at you. So, um, yeah, I never took care of my skin either. I used to sleep in my makeup, yep. <laughs> um, and the next day just kind of touch it up and right. wash yeah. it in the shower. Yeah. I wash it in the shower or use those face wipes that don't really clean your face. Yeah, I think I got my first facial. My mom bought me a facial when I um, had my quinceanera. So when I turned 15 and then I don't think I really got into it, though, until later, maybe like early 20s. I think I went to Mac to get my makeup done and they told me, like, you have great skin and I I never took care of it. I don't know why it was great. I think just because I was young. I always wore sunscreen. So maybe that's why that is good. Yes. But the makeup artist told me you're 20 now, like start using eye cream. And that was kind of my first like, huh, maybe I should like I should start taking care of my skin more. So shout out to my esthetician, Cindy Calderon from Serendipity Spa. Uh, She just changed salons. Um, Yeah, that's when I really learned to start taking care of my skin. And yeah, the commitment to cleansing in the morning and in the evening, and she would tell me force yourself to take your makeup off, like do not sleep with your makeup. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the work that y'all do is just so needed. And it's we see it as a luxury, but that's totally part of my self care practice. So I kind of want to go into that piece now and share how it helps how it helped you or how it helps others, you know, with taking care of yourself and your skin and learning like to love yourself and take care of yourself because we need to love the skin we're in it's going to be with us forever. So so yeah, um, you talked about your self-care and your practice I and it being a luxury. And I try to tell my clients that, you know, it, and it's on my little board, skincare is not a luxury, it's a lifestyle, right? So, um, you know, for me, um, I was really trying to figure out, you know, what I was going to do with my career and still try to um, support my husband and his goals. That's kind of how I got into skincare. Um, I've been deployed a couple of times, so... Um, integration back into the family has been really hard. So I've, you know, I've struggled with depression, um, anxiety, apprehension, social anxiety, you name it. Um, But I found a lot of comfort and peace in skincare, just doing the treatments, just the massage. Um, I think it gave me a level of intimacy and relationship with people where I felt safe right? And I was in a good space. Um, Because I tell people, I tell my students, I don't take every client. If their energy is not good, then, you know, I just, I I will wholeheartedly refer them to someone else, Mm -hmm. because they might not be a good for me, a good fit for me. Um, Because now at this time, it's really important for me to protect my mental capacity and my emotional capacity. And I don't want, it's not worth $80 $80 for a facial or $60 for a, um, a wax or whatever. So that's, um, has really been important to me. And, and it's really my, um, resiliency kind of go-to there's times where I don't want to do any skincare. I remember just recently we had to reschedule this interview, right? Cause I was like, 
I can't do it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just not in a place to get out of the bed, you know? Um, so I am grateful for support because you were like, that's okay. Cause I was like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I just can't do it. And, and some days you just can't do it. Um, but I, when I'm reflecting, I have that time to look back at my, my kids. I call them my kids. Um, and just be encouraged by how encouraged they are, right? So looking at them, looking at my books and saying, yeah, I'll, I have um, Duncan coming in today. So, you know, I kind of, it's kind of like a little boost in motivation um, for me to get up and really um, do something for other people. And in doing that, it makes me feel good. Makes me feel yes. good. Thank you for your vulnerability and sharing that because I know that's not easy to talk about those mm -hmm. things and it, but it's what makes us human and like giving ourselves that permission to, yeah, set those boundaries that, yeah, you need to protect your peace. You need to protect your energy and yeah, it's not worth the money to have a difficult client or client that's going to come and just dump on you every time they come in and, you know, mess up your mental peace. And it's just, yeah, it's not worth it, but and yeah, just being in service to others and helping others and seeing them and how rewarding that is for us. And it's not always like for us, it's not always why we go into that field. Like I know for me personally, like this field psychology, that was part of it, like helping others, but it really helped me help myself. Like I healed myself along the journey and learning about, you know, boundaries and, um, processing my feelings and emotions and asking for what I wanted and needed all of those things where I went in thinking I'm going to help other people, but yeah, it ultimately helps us too to be in service to others. And, and that's such a great thing. And yeah, taking that time, like I, like I said, I used to see it as a luxury and, and now it's a necessity. Like I have that scheduled time. I have that relationship with my esthetician. I go in, I relax, we talk for a little bit and then I relax and I shut off and get my skin cleaned and taken care of. And yeah, I see her maybe every like five, six weeks and I have my regular appointments and yeah. it's, it's a great experience to have. And, um, and that's, I think that's, what's most important uh, for me as well as the relationship, yeah. right? I think with the kids, it gives me an opportunity to reflect on the relationship that I have with my own children. Um, I can see the relationships that they have with their parents. Um, uh, if they're struggling, you know, I can say, mom, be encouraged. That's how teenagers are. You know, you're doing a great job. He's not, you know, hurting anyone. He's not hurting himself. Grades are, we're going to graduate. Don't worry about that. Um, but really being able to reflect on my, my relationships my, themselves. And, um, you know, I, I tell my clients, I, I want to be in your life. I don't want to just, you know, see you twice a year, one, because you got your taxes back, and then two, your spouse <laughs> bought you a good gift certificate, right? Um, so a lot of my one-hour appointments turn into two-hour appointments. Uh, they turn into therapy sessions for both my client and myself, you know, um, and that's what I love about um, this industry or, you know, what I do within this industry is those relationships that keep me feeling like I'm safe and I'm not alone, you know, and things that go on with my husband. And I had just another client uh, previously and she was like, he sounds a lot like my husband, right? Um, and, but we, you know, we can laugh about the things that make us laugh about them. And then we can be like, yours does that too, about the things, you know, that we just don't understand. So um, that's not hard. That's not easy to find. You know, it's not easy to find that um, 
balance and that support. And, and it is not like a gross number of people. I'm not doing thousands of people, right? Um, but the, the clients I do have, I really do um, care for them and appreciate what they do for me when they come in. Awesome. Yeah. And I don't think that's something that people like think about, like when we're going to like our hairdresser or esthetician or like our massage therapist or, but yeah, it's, it really is a relationship. Like we have to have that trust and yeah, feel safe in that space to even open up and talk about anything right? and then being vulnerable and just laying there on the table naked, even though we're covered, we're naked, you know, laying on this table in a dark room with a stranger at first. And then, yeah, we build that relationship. And um, yeah, I definitely look forward to my sessions and my appointments. And um, I just love, yeah, having that time to take care of myself and focus on my skin. And, um, and I've noticed like, as I've gotten older, I don't wanna wear, I hate wearing makeup actually. <laughs> I don't like wearing skin makeup where right. when I was younger, it was like, pack it on. And, and I didn't even need to wear that much, but just to, you know, the, like the more you take care of your skin, it's, yeah, I want to like, let it breathe and just have yeah. it be it just be let it <laughs> show it off and not have to cover it and mask it. So I don't like wearing a lot of face makeup or, or anything like that. And, um, but and this field too, is just so um, just like any other profession too, with like hairdressers and all that, like you're your board and your continuing education, like talk, speak to that a little bit. Cause I don't think people realize like, oh, they think it's just maybe a certificate of, you know, you go in, go to school for a couple of weeks and you get this piece of paper and all of a sudden you can work on people's skin, but talk about what knowledge and education you need to have. And then continuing that to stay, you know, abreast of like the new techniques and things that are out there. So for the Commonwealth of Virginia, you require 600 of instructional hours to be a basic esthetician and every state is different mm -hmm. um, and the requirements are different. I wish we had federal requirements because that would make it equal if I came from Alaska with a master's uh, aesthetics license that I don't have to go through the entire program again just because it's not from Virginia and we've had some of that. Um, but it really takes um, a lot of commitment. I, I see my students either you're gonna lot, love it or you're just, you're going to hate it. Um, sometimes I hope that they grow into it um, because I tell them, I said, everybody graduates. Like I stalk them. I had one student um, when I went to Kuwait and I found out she hadn't graduated and I called her and I was like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, welcome back, Al. And I was like, hey, good. To I was like, what are you doing? She's like, nothing. I said, good, come on down to the school and finish those hours. So she finished her hours. If you have nothing but that certificate to show what you've accomplished, if you decide to not take the licensing exam, that's on you, but we're, we're going to finish this. So I try to encourage them to, to stay with it. Um, as far as continuing education, um, I just do what kind of interests me. I'm getting more into the energy work um, and I've taken kind of like a different approach, especially because I'm working a little bit. So my biggest thing right now is psychological safety, right? Um, I have a lot of people that they may not, oh, my students told me this yesterday because they speak Spanish and, you know, I always say entiendes or, you know, necesita ayudar. I try to practice my Spanish as well. And they 
said, thank you for feeling included. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And they had gone to a previous school where they couldn't speak Spanish. And I was like, who does that? You know, but um, it was, it's really important for people to feel psychologically safe. And that begins with inclusion. Mm -hmm. So I treat, you know, everyone, as long as you have good energy, if you don't have good energy, I'm just not going to treat you. But um, with that inclusion, and I got that at the Aesthetic Institute, it allowed me to be able to learn. It allowed me to be able to ask questions. Um, it also allows my students to ask those off the wall questions like, you know, the snail facial or some of the more exotic facials. And you're just kind of like, where, where did you see that? They'll say Instagram and I said, okay, well, let's break it down, right? So um, my whole goal is really for them to be able to critically think through the skincare process or the skincare problem. So that allows them to challenge, well, why does LED work? Well, why is this cleanser working better than any other cleanser? And I think part of my um, continuing education has been experiential, yeah. right? Um, I do take my formal classes, but I start to, you know, ask people about Russian skincare. I have a student that's Russian. So I said, bring your stuff in so we can learn, you know, because those um, interactions and those experiences, um, we don't always get those. Um, so that's what I'm really trying to work on from a continuing education standpoint for my students. And then for myself, um, I, you have to have at least six or excuse me, eight hours of continuing education for the Commonwealth of Virginia. So I do a lot of, you know, classes. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in products and some of the um, kind of, uh, I guess exotic, like I've been looking into IV therapy. So I took some training on IV therapy, right? Because that has been um, introduced into the in industry as a part of a treatment. You can get a IV facial. So it's you getting an IV while you're getting a facial, right? So I, I you know, I looked in that. Um, but yes, you definitely have to be, if not knowledgeable, more so open to the things that people are going to bring you. Cause they're gonna bring you things that you've never even heard of. Mm -hmm. And that's just gonna be an opportunity for you to learn it and to help them understand, uh, you know, what they've brought to you. So, um, you know, it, like anything, it requires uh, growth. Um, you, I don't profess to know everything, um, especially when I'm teaching. Um, but, you know, as long as you're willing to do that growth, then, you know, you, it's good. You know, you should, yeah. You're never going to know everything because then things are going to change and new techniques and things are going to come about. And so you constantly have to, yeah, be learning and growing. Um, yeah. So what advice do you have then for anyone that wants to become an esthetician or an instructor, or maybe is looking to open up their own spa. Do you have any advice or? Yeah, um, I definitely encourage people to be entrepreneurs. Um, I think a lot of times society um, channels us to, oh, you need to get this education so you can get a good job, or oh, you need to get this education so you know you can get a high-paying job, mm -hmm. but we should not be investing all this money in ourselves to really give it to somebody else. So I really try to encourage them to be entrepreneurs and help them understand it's not that hard to set up. Yes, it's going to take discipline. It's going to take commitment, responsibility, all of those things. But you know what? If you don't feel like going to work today, you can say, hey, I'm going to close my books off, right? Um, for people that want to go to into this um, field, I just, I mainly want to understand what they're trying to get out of it mm -hmm. uh, because I want them to feel fulfilled when they finish that course. So um, as long as 
I can kind of meet those needs. And I always ask my students that. Um, but you want to find a school that is reputable. You want to find a school that has a high percentage um, licensing rate. And all of those statistics should be on the licensing website. Um, you definitely want to uh, make sure that the school reflects who you are, right? Mm -hmm. There are some schools that are definitely more channeled to, um, you know, like the Nicole Kidman skit types, you know, all the way to, um, we call them Fitzpatrick's three. So, you know, real light skinned people. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if that, if you don't feel like that diversity in that school is reflective of who you are and the clientele that you want to serve, then you may want to look for, you know, another institution. If you're comfortable with, you know, the, um, the audience of that school, then go ahead and go there. But make sure uh, when you, you decide, you should feel included. You shouldn't feel like I have to go here, um, you know, it's my only choice. Um, but just make sure that you, and don't rush it, just make a decision that, you know, you're comfortable with. Um, and then just kind of stick through it. Don't, don't give up on it. Um, I have one of my classmates from like seven years ago. Um, I saw, she came back to my class actually. So they told me, you're going to get a new student. And I was like, who am I getting? And then when they told me, I was like, oh my gosh, she was my classmate. Seven years later, she's finishing. Finished. Yeah. And she finished basic with me and now she's going on to the master's class and she's just kind of, you know, finally figuring out what she wanted to get out of this. So it, even if it takes you seven years, you know, um, doesn't tell you how long it took you on your diploma or your certificate. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, just, you know, try to be committed towards it. Do your research because um, what always looks so nice and shiny on the outside might not be the best uh, on the inside. So definitely make sure that you um, you do your research and that uh, you get as much information as you can to make an informed decision that's best for you, not your parents, yeah. not your spouse, um, you know, that it is you. So you need to really um, confirm with myself, yes, do we want to really go here? <laughs> yes, are you sure? Okay, okay. So that conversation is really, you know, finalized with you. Great advice. Yes, yes. Before I was a psychologist, I was a college counselor. And that was what I preached all the time in my classes. Like, school is hard enough. Life is hard enough. Like, getting to your goals is hard enough. Staying motivated, all of that, when it's your dream and your goal. So if you're doing it for someone else, like, it's a million times harder. Because your passion's not there. It's not... Right. You're not going to be happy. You're going to do all this work and then get to the job and be miserable because it's not what you chose. <laughs> so you can't do something to please your parents or your, you know, your boss. It's telling you to get more classes, to get a raise or no, it has to be your dream and your goal and your passion. Otherwise, all the hard work you put isn't worth it. It's not any because yeah. it's hard. It's hard to stay motivated even when it is yours because, yeah, life gets in the way and, you know, it's hard to stay disciplined and committed, but you really want it, you'll do it. You'll just, you know, keep going, keep pushing through. And especially young people. Um, I had one student, she was like, my mom wants to talk to you about my grades. And I was like, I don't talk to parents. You're an adult now. Talk to your mom about your grades. And, you know, I do that with my kid. If she has, you know, she needs to, can you talk to my teacher? What are we talking to them about? I help and prepare them so that she can feel confident enough to have that conversation. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't talk to parents. You're 18 years old, yeah. right? 
So if you want me to be there with you, I can do that. But I respectfully, I'm not calling your mom. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. a, just a conversation that you're going to have. Yeah. Um, so it's also fulfilling to watch people transition from really being underneath their parents and kind of realizing, oh, I can be independent and responsible, right? Um, so I really, I like seeing that as well. And then I have a lot of mid-careerists that, you know, engineers just want to do something different. So I like seeing them, you know, ultimately living out their dreams as well. So, yes. Awesome. And then final question, I just want to hear now knowing everything, you know, like what is something you would go back and tell your younger self? Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) I would go back and tell my younger self probably to be committed early. Um, I, you know, I had good grades, but that's probably because it was just easier. It was easy for me, but I didn't finish a lot of things. I started a lot of things and I never finished them. Um, And I look back in retrospect, those are the things I'm trying to catch up on now, like playing guitar, playing saxophone, all the things that I had opportunities to um, be. And then I would also um, tell myself to not be so hard on myself because I felt like when I didn't make the right decisions, they just seemed so monumental, right? Um, And although I've never had, um, you know, thoughts of suicide or hurting myself or anything like that, I, I remember the pressure of just being like, oh, I did not get this one right. I was really hard on myself. And, you know, in the big scheme of things, it, it was okay. Um, So I know there's nothing, I would tell people there's nothing, I would say self, there's nothing wrong with setting standards for yourself, but if you don't make those standards and don't reach them, don't be discouraged, you know, just keep trying. Yeah. Sometimes Um, it's just, you're meant to go down a different path. You pivot, you adjust, you, you know, it doesn't mean that that goal is not meant to work out, but maybe not now, maybe later. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yes. That's such helpful information because yeah, a lot of us can be really tough on ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're our worst critics. Um, So I always tell people like, you really want to practice talking to yourself like you would talk to your best friend or someone you love, because we would never say those things to someone we love. Like if they make a mistake, like you're so stupid, why did you do that, right? But that's like the kind of language we use with ourselves. And so, yeah. And self-talk is very important because you can talk yourself into a position. You can talk yourself out of position. You can talk yourself into a certain mental framework. You can talk yourself out of a certain mental framework. And I, um, people always ask me, I just most recently, I don't share this a lot with, uh, well, actually anybody. So um, welcome to my life world. Um, I just most recently started um, taking medication for depression and anxiety. Um, For several years, I really was like, I don't want to do that. I fell into what the stigma was and being in the military, you can't have, and I was an officer, you can't have mental problems. Everything is perfect for you. You have to do this. You have to worry about this. Um, And I was really um, strong on cognitive behavior therapy. Mm -hmm. So um, when that stopped working, I had to really reassess where do I want to be? And am I willing to commit that to get there? Um, So, you know, yeah, but uh, I appreciate that cognitive behavior therapy because it allowed me to understand I can talk myself on the ledge or I can talk myself 
off the ledge or you know some of the things that I see are not necessarily what they appear to be and I can calm down and really try to open up or peel back the onion on that situation um, and that's things that got me through being deployed you know you can't always be on medication while you're deployed there's certain things certain medications that you can't even deploy with so really um, being able to have that internal um, regulation, right, and, and still being able to, to maintain that control the majority of the times, you know, sometimes we have episodes, um, but, you know, that was really important to me. So what you say to yourself is very important. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us life and death lies within our tongue. So, you know, either you're going to speak life into your situation, um, or you're going to speak death to your situation, but you start believing the things you say about yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you say that you're, you know, jacked up and you're never going to be anything, and your parents are always right, and yeah, I shouldn't have bought that those pair of shoes, blah blah blah. Then yeah, that's what you're going to be, you know. But if you can say, oh, I got this right today. Hey, my only, you know, my only victory today was I made my bed. Good job, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if you can start encouraging yourself, yeah, it's a little bit hard, but I'm going to get through it. Um, you'll definitely be surprised, you know, where you will, you'll find yourself. And then lastly, I would just say that um, don't uh, assume people do not see your struggle, right? Mm -hmm. um, people may see your struggle and they see how you cope with it. And a lot of times you may be an example for someone and not even know it. Yes. So as long as you maintain that honesty and that integrity, you could be encouraging somebody and not even know it, you know? Yes. So um, your lifestyle will really save a life uh, if you allow it. And I've had people come to me and say, you know, you have it all so together and, you know, this, that, and the other. And I said, I don't, mm -hmm. but I work at it every day. And yeah. they really encouraged me. And I said, you know, we can do this together. You yeah. know, so um, I would just say, keep that in mind. You're probably doing a lot better than you think. Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah. It, once we open up and share these things, that's that's what connects us to each other. That's when we realize it's not just me. I'm not in this by myself. Like right. we, we realize we all have our stuff. Like I used to say all the time, it's none of us have it all together. Some of us just hide it better than others. Right. So, and exactly what you said is exactly right that, yeah, you never know who you're inspiring or who you're motivating or who is looking to you as an example. Um, yeah, just recently, a couple episodes ago, I shared some really personal things from my background um, because yeah, I know people see me as like a psychologist with my career and my house and my husband, my family and all these things that look like everything's great. And it is, I'm very blessed and I'm grateful for my life, but I've been through some stuff. So little yeah. by little, I share those things so that people see I came out of it, you know, and I came out stronger. And what did I learn from that? And, and that's really how we bond together as humans. And that's the whole idea behind Speak the Secret. Like we're all in this together. We all have a platform and a voice and things to share with each other. And if we keep them a secret, then no one's ever going to know. So right. we have to start being more open and owning our stories and owning who we are and helping each other because yeah, we can't do it by ourselves and we were never meant to do it by ourselves. That idea that's yeah. a lie. That's <laughs> that, yeah. you know, it's meant to keep us down, but no, we have support in each other. And so that was beautifully said. Thank you. Any last comments or thoughts that you want to share or leave with the audience? No, I mean, I'm definitely appreciative. It was through my marketing director. I want to give a shout out to Sierra McCown, yes. 
Um, she is my marketing director with the Elevation Studio that brought us together, right? Um, so I was kind of nervous before, and you know, we had kind of talked about it, but I do um, appreciate your support. And um, I just tell people, take advantage of the opportunities that you have, because nowadays, tomorrow's not promised, and that is not a cliche, no. you know? So um, yeah, explore those relationships and uh, continue to enjoy your life to the best of your ability. Yes. But, um, thank you very much for the opportunity to come and speak the secret with you. And I look forward to future opportunities to talk about all these great and creative things that you have in mind. So yes, thank you. So just let's end with you sharing where can people find you if they have more information or want to look into your business. I'm in California, but still that way, you know, it'll send people your way. And so email or social media. Okay, thank you. So I am located in Gainesville, Virginia. It's about 35, 40 minutes west of the district. We call it the district. Um, you can find my um, find me on Instagram at L Skin Confidence. You can also find me on Facebook at L Skin Confidence. And my website is www.aestheticsbyl.com. Um, if you have any questions, you can call me at 571-455-0911 um, and I will help you with any type of skincare challenges that you have. But if you come, I will definitely be great to see you and I will help you take that journey to skin confidence. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. I appreciate all the knowledge and wisdom you shared with us here today. And yeah, I look forward to being in touch and maybe working together later. Thank you. Yes, thank you.